Welcome to Real Talk with Kim Anderson. Today, Kim welcomes Christina Padgett. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, hey there, Christina. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you on Real Talk. I'm excited. Nervous, but I'm excited. (laughs) Good, good. I'm glad. Well, the purpose of the podcast is for us to get to know you a little bit better, and and hopefully your story will encourage somebody else and spur them on. So we're excited just to listen to what you have to say and all about you and how you live your life and um, fun stuff too. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we start by, why don't you tell us a little bit how you grew up? Okay. Um, I'm Maryland, born and raised. Okay. I've never left this state for school, for family. We all just are here. So I grew up in Montgomery County, right outside of Silver Spring. Um, Went to college in Towson, Towson University. Okay. Met my husband there, and then we moved here to Crofton. Wow, so you really never left. So you're never left. I like that. There's not Uh, many of us around here. There's really not. Yeah, I guess, I I mean, I'm technically a true Maryland girl, too. I did leave to go to college. I went to Florida. But I came back. So, um, so yeah, you're right. It's unusual, like, not to leave ever. I know. I know. I I feel a little weird not leaving ever, but. No, it's a good thing. You like it here. I do. And my family's here. So right, that's which what matters. Yeah, exactly. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have two younger sisters. Um, one is married and has three girls of her own. And then one is graduating college in spring. Oh, like a week, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, and she's actually the first to leave us. She's moving down to North Carolina. Okay. For a job? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So, that's great. Yeah. Um, so you're married and I you am. have three, three children, right? Yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit how you met your husband. So we, <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing already. We had a management class together at Towson. Okay. Um, it was a principles of management class and he was a senior, so he probably should have taken that class two years prior, but that's besides the point. Um, so the story he tells and the story I tell are a little different. Of course. His version is he is a back seat or a back of the classroom sitter, and I'm very front of the room sitter. And he said, I saw you and didn't want to like come up to you right after class. So each class I slowly moved my way over. And I'm very particular about my seat. So one day I came in and somebody had their books on my seat. And so me being me, got really annoyed. I was like, well, great, now I have to move seats. And he kind of just <laughs> threw my day off. And he said, the whole time in class, I was so nervous to like say hi to you mm-hmm. and introduce myself. And I was like, the whole time, I was literally staring at you like, do you not realize that's my seat? <laughs> and so after class, he you know, said hi and asked me if I was rushing off anywhere. And generally, I would say yes and just Keep walking. keep walking, but for whatever reason, and I guess this was God, I said, um, I'm going to meet a friend for lunch. Do you want to come? Which is so out of character for me to ever say, and he jumped right on that opportunity, and we literally have seen every 
each other every day since then. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And that was at Towson, right? That was at Towson. Yep. Right. And so you were a business major and was so a, was he? Yeah. He was okay. a management major and I was a finance major. Okay. All yeah. right. And then did you get married soon after college? Um, gosh, yes, we did. Um, we dated for three years. Okay. We dated for two years, got engaged the third year. Um, Yes, and actually, we're coming up on our ten-year anniversary wow. in September, which is so crazy. That is yeah. crazy, right? I know. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then tell me a little bit about your kiddos. My kids, I call them my hurricanes. <laughs> they are. I've got Peyton, who will be six in June. He's in kindergarten. Loves school. Great. I've got Tegan, who is four. She's my little sass pot. She keeps me on my toes. We all have one. What's up with that? <laughs> I know. And, she, and so, and then I have Brayden, who is a year and a half old. So, yeah, Tegan's the only girl, and she's the middle child. So, I mean, she just fits that she's role. She's got every so card there played. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, And so, are, are you currently working, or do you... S- nope. I stay home with them. Okay. Full-time. Full-time. <laughs> yes. That's right. Good for you. And that is work in itself. Oh, that is a full-time job, actually. That's how I always felt, too. Yeah. It keeps you very busy. It and it's, busy. it's a blessing, so... It is. Um, so, in all this busyness, how do you find rest? Hmm. Um, What's your go-to... Gosh, I love to cook. So even though it is like a, a to-do on my list of daily things to do, it's my time to kind of zone out and uh-huh. think about things. Um, and it has to get done. They have to eat. Yeah, you have to do it anyway. You have to do it anyway. So, And I enjoy it. It's a passion of mine. So mm-hmm. that's in the busyness of staying at home with them. That is my I like that. time. Yeah, we're exactly alike in that, actually. Yeah. It's rare I meet someone that says that, because that's probably what I would say. <laughs> nice. Right. Now, most people are like, really, you like to cook? I'm like, I actually really do. I know. I do, too. I do, too. Um, so that's kind of your resting point during the day that makes you feel good. Yes. And a shower at night. After the kids go to bed, yeah. my shower is my detox from the day. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Um, and what type of ministries are you involved in right now? So I currently serve in the women's ministry, and then I'm also a discussion group leader for MOPS, which is Mothers of Preschoolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to like actually talk to you. Okay, so all that, I guess, was being recorded, so that'll all have to be edited. I don't know why I'm like <laughs> hushing my tone. Okay. I know. Maybe if you speak quieter. I know. Okay, Dave, obviously all of that has to be <laughs> edited out. I don't, I'm not quite sure what to do if my phone rings, obviously. So, okay. So we're just going to keep going. Yeah, it is. It's still recording. Okay. So. Mops. Mops. So you've been involved with Mops for a long time, haven't you? Yes. I got involved with Mops when Peyton was three months old. So almost six years now. So first year I was just a mom in the group. Right. And then the next year, what did I do? I served on steering. Okay. Served on steering for three years. And then last year, I took a step back from that and um, stepped into women's ministry. And now I came back as a discussion group leader for MOPS this year. 
And how are you liking that? How do you like the discussion leader role? Is, is I, it hard? I like it. I, I have a good group of girls. Um, it's hard, yes. It's hard I always thought it was hard. I did that for a while. Yeah. I yes, thought it was you hard. were my discussion. Oh, was I? Marvel really? study oh, my for two years. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, it Back is kind of a hard, it's a hard role. It is. If you have acquired a group, yes. which I did in the beginning because nobody knew anybody, so it's understandable. It's very hard to keep conversations going sometimes because I'm not a big talker myself okay so then I just felt like oh you just need to be quiet now and let other people talk I've enjoyed it but it's been difficult yes it is it is it is a hard role and like you're saying I think it really depends on the kind of person you are right like would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert so I've taken a test and I'm an extroverted introvert okay so I have extroverted tendencies but at the end of the day I do like to my quiet time by myself right but I do long for that like interaction at times. So like we were on vacation last week and it was just me and Scott and the two big kids. So we didn't know anybody on the cruise that we were on. So we would randomly talk to people in passing, but we weren't there with friends or family. So right. I found myself last Sunday at church when I got back just <laughs> talking everybody's ear off because I was so excited to see people who I knew and that I could communicate with. So, right. But then, you know, there's days where I just want to be at home. Alone, right? Myself, exactly. With my kids, <laughs> yeah. But still, by by yourself, yes. not having to communicate yes. with everybody around you. No, I totally get that. Um, so, in your day to day, how do you? You have a busy life at home with three little kids. How do you carve out time for your ministry? Um, a lot of the things I do for. Mops and women's ministry, I do at night when they go to bed or when Brayden is napping. Okay. So that's the great thing about having a smartphone. I can do a lot of emailing and texting and calling, really, um, when we're sitting at Tegan's gymnastics practice or when Brayden's sleeping and I'm literally vacuuming and emailing at the same time <laughs> because some days it's overwhelming and I have to just multitask like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, but that's good, right? That That's the positive part of technology, I yes, think, is I, that yes. when push comes to shove, you can actually get a lot done yes. sitting somewhere waiting for a child. I do a lot of that, sitting yeah, in the car exactly. or whatever. Exactly, chauffeuring and spectating. Uh-huh. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what scripture do you find that you rely on a lot during those busy times? I know a lot of moms feel so overwhelmed. Yeah, um, actually... As of recently, with the kids' crazy like sports schedules, even though they're still toddlers, they're still crazy schedules, I've actually leaned most on um, through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I love and that. really, some days, it's all Him because I wake up and then by the end of the day, I'm like, what? how did I manage to do what I did? And I know it's because of Him. Just relying on Him for yes. that. For the strength. <laughs> yeah, and Nancy always said, you know, um, not to make to-do lists, but to give your list to God in the morning and say, you do with this what you will. So I've kind of taken that on too a little bit and not felt like I have to get everything done on my schedule because more than likely something happens and it totally throws it off. And I'm a very type A person where if I don't like check my to-dos off and I get frustrated, so I've kind of had to take a step back from that. that's good yeah it's a work in progress it's not great (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not great at it yet, but but that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. Um, I really like that whole concept of putting your to do list before the Lord. Yeah, it. I would think it would be somewhat life changing. It is, and. Again, Nancy always talked about divine um, appointments. And so if I'm so focused on checking my to-dos off, then I totally miss somebody who might be in need or that I could help that would probably make my day better than just running through a list of things that I had to do. So yeah, it actually has been life-changing. That is awesome. Now, do you have any examples? Not that I can think of all the <laughs> <Okay. spot. laughs> thought maybe you might have a good one. No. <laughs> I agree, though. I find that, um, I mean, even little things like rushing through the grocery store, and if I see somebody that I know, and my first instinct is not to hide, but to be that I'm in a hurry, I don't have time, I've really had to retrain myself for even those little things, like that person may need just a smile today, just a friendly hello. And even those things can be difficult, though. And sometimes I think, why is that difficult, right? Right. I, yeah, I know. And, you know, I tend to have my kids with me, so people don't want to usually talk to me too long because <laughs> the kids are running around and pulling plastic bags and screaming that they're hungry, even though we ate right before we left. Of course. And, yeah, I find myself sometimes thinking, oh, it's easier to not talk to somebody right now or even smile because then they're going to want to talk and I don't want to brush them off and be like, I have to go. So sometimes I try to bypass it and and yeah. It is. It's very hard, but it's just that whole concept of really putting people before your projects, even a little project at the grocery store. Yeah. Because you know, when you actually do stop and talk to them, like, I don't know about everybody else, but I always feel a little more energized and a little happier because going to the grocery store with three kids isn't always fun. No. But just that quick, like, high five or smile from somebody you know does make it a little better. It does. It does. And it does. And I think, too, the concept of trying to make others happier, and it always makes you happier. Yes. I had a mentor once tell me that, like, the days that you're feeling the worst, if you go and do something for somebody else, it works. inevitably you will feel better. It totally them. works. And it does. It does totally work. And it's completely counterintuitive. You just want to say, no, I'm not fit for anybody. Right. <laughs> Right. So I think it's just, it's one of those concepts that you have to drill into yourself. Yes. But I find that it's very true. And so I, I, I just, by default, try to do that. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. So do you feel like you're a big thinker or do you feel like you're a day-to-day person? In some respects, a big thinker and others, a day-to-day So thinker. are you a dreamer? Not necessarily. so much right now. Now, um, when I say like big thinker, I mean like putting Scott's races on the schedule for his okay. race season or, you know, writing all of the dates in for Peyton's school calendar and writing in all the games or um, activities they have to do. But mostly a day-to-day. I'm like, okay, what is today? It's Monday. What do I have to do today? So I am a very like day-to-day thinker at I am this too. point. I am too. I definitely operate better that way. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't what does that say? I don't know. I don't know. Like sometimes my husband will say, what, like in five years, where do you see us? And I'm like, 
I don't know what I want to eat for dinner tonight. Yeah. So I, five years, I really... <laughs> I know. I feel like if I were to go into a job interview and they asked me that question, yeah. I'd be like, I have no idea. I'm so sorry, but I have no idea. <laughs> right? right. I'll be at the bus stop in five years <laughs> picking up kids. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. But isn't that funny? Because some people really do operate that way. And I find it fascinating because I do not. Right. Just I never think. Personalities, yeah. I and know. me and Scott have always talked about like very long-term... Moving to the islands and owning a catamaran and doing day trips for people. But then I'm like, well, the kids will be in college and then they'll have grandkids, but then we'll want to be here. So maybe <laughs> we won't be doing that. It's just, it changes. It does. It does, it does change with your season of life. Yeah. That is definitely, that is definitely <laughs> true. Okay. So let's move on to some fun things. All right. Um, so are you a book reader or a movie watcher? Um, or neither. More recently, I would say a book reader if I had the choice. I feel like in movies, I tend to like tune out because my mind starts thinking about other things and I'm just tired. So if I'm in a dark room watching a movie, I will more than likely fall asleep, <laughs> to be very honest. <laughs> I love that. Um, how about your iPod? What's on your iPod, like your iTunes? I've got a nice little hodgepodge going. I've got like boy bands, which totally takes me back to like middle school. Absolutely. Which is scary. Yeah, funny <laughs> and scary. Um, country music. And then I have some upbeat stuff for when I'm at the gym because I've recently started running again. Good for you. So yes. Yeah, so, so I'm on the hamster wheel, as I call it. I have to listen to something. So I need energizing music. So it's a lot of like pop music that I don't even know who the people are, but my young sister <laughs> helps me put some good music she on. She keeps you in the loop. She of tries what's... to, yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I go shopping, rarely, for clothes, I have to take pictures of things because sometimes I don't know if it's a shirt or a dress <laughs> or like what I'm supposed to wear with it. It's really sad. Seriously, though, that, that is a problem sometimes right? when you can't tell. Okay. Yeah, that's like not a good thing. <laughs> then I, I shouldn't like... be wearing it at all. Right, I, I know. I, well, that's, that's what I am like. If I don't know what this is, I shouldn't even yes. try it on. <laughs> I, I agree with that for sure. So when you walk in the house and you have to make dinner in like five minutes, like what's your go-to thing that you can do? This is going to sound so silly to everybody, but my go-to is anything with rice. Okay. I grew up eating rice every day. We probably eat rice like five nights a week in our house, but something really quick and easy is I make a Thai fried rice. So it's a sweet rice. So... You put the rice in the rice cooker, which if you don't have a rice cooker, get one because they are amazing. You put the rice in the water, you push a button, and it cooks itself. You don't have to wash I it on like the stove. <laughs> so I do that, and then I'll chop up some green beans and fry up some eggs and then make the sauce real quick, and it's maybe a 15-minute ordeal. Perfect. Yeah, it's great. That is great. That's impressive because I, I don't make anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what about beauty products? Are you a beauty project girl or No, product? clearly. You see me right now. Well, it's actually making me so frustrated because girls, Christina has no makeup on right now and she looks beautiful. No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so unfair. Okay, she was just on a cruise, so maybe we'll give her a little credit for that. But No, I've tried. So one of my New Year's resolutions this year was to not look like such a hobo all the time. I've never to, seen you look like that, just try, for the record. Well, so I'll get dressed in the morning for like Bible study or for church or mops. And when I get home, it's, the first thing I do is put my hair up 
in a bun and put my sweats on. That's what so I do. So by the time Scott gets home, he's like, did you get dressed today? I'm like, I promise I left this house and I had real clothes on. Um, so that was one of my goals so this year. Funny. And I went to Sephora a couple months Good ago. Good for you. And it was a big mistake because I didn't know what I was walking in looking for. And I it's a little things. overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And I bought things just based on some magazine articles I read okay. or things I saw on Pinterest because uh -huh. I love Pinterest. And I got home and realized I had no idea what to do with it. And so, again, my sister, I'm like, can you come over <laughs> and show me how to put this on or what I do with it? Right. So, Good trying for you. to get better. Good for you. No, but that's... as of today, I have nothing on. Right. So. Well, you look fabulous, <laughs> so I don't think you're doing bad at all. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about how you first met Jesus. Ooh, good question. Um, gosh, growing up, my parents would send us to my grandparents' house in Minnesota for like a month in the summertime and oh, they shipped us out and now that? I think about it I'm like gosh why did you do that but I would totally do it that with my kids if I had the opportunity but um we would go up there and my grandparents are the sweetest Christians you will ever meet um, and so we went to church with them every Sunday granted at home we didn't go to church on a regular basis okay. at all so really the, the first exposure I had to Jesus was with my grandparents in the summertime, and they would send us home with our daily bread devotional oh, pamphlets, and they that. would mail them every month. And actually, I still have my first Bible that they bought me in like elementary school. Um, it's sitting up on a bookshelf now, but I would like you know open it every now and then growing up. Um, and we would do vacation Bible school up there, and so when we so. I would ask them a lot of questions growing up, and then I would get home, and since we didn't have that church base, it would kind of fade throughout the year unless they came down and visited us. So growing up, I really didn't know, I knew who he was, and I you know, knew about Adam and Eve, so I had some basis. Um, and I really didn't learn more about Jesus and faith and until I met Scott, actually. And it sounds so cliche to say, oh, it's my husband, but it really was Scott's faith and um, that kind of pushed mine and escalated it. And it, I don't remember which women's dinner it was. I want to say it was one of the earlier ones because we've been with the church since the beginning. Right. So, and it was it was at a dinner that my grandma actually came with me to, which, was so, which is kind of funny now that I think about it. Um, but one of the speakers closed her talk with, if you've never prayed this prayer, pray it. And I did. And I had believed in him before that. It was more when me and Scott were dating, like after a year, I would pick his brain because he knows everything about anything, um, is when I really started to develop a relationship with Jesus. But I gave my life to him at that dinner with my grandma sitting next that to me. Is and I so thought that was so cool. cool. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, now, now does she know that? She does. I bet she loves that. Yeah. Well, she's passed now, but okay. I did tell her that. And I told my grandpa again, maybe two years ago, I was like, thank you so much for what you guys did for us right. when we were small, because, you know, we didn't get that at home. Yeah. And, and it mattered. And it mattered. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, the sweetest thing my grandma said too. one of her friends when she was in the hospital was, 
I can go home, I can go and be with Jesus now and rest assured that I'll see Christina later on. Right. Because I know, you know, I know she'll be there. Exactly. Well, good. She prayed for us every day of her life. And so... What a testament to the faithfulness I of know, her. I know. I that, love stories just, like that. Yeah, they're just the sweetest, greatest people. Aw, that is a cool story. You yeah. have a great story. Oh, I don't think it's that great, but <laughs> No, <laughs> it is. It is. And then, so you and Scott got married, and that just has spurred your faith on from there. Yeah, and you know what? I was kind of a quiet believer like we would go to church on Sundays and we would leave church on Sundays and it really wasn't until um mops that I really like put myself out there okay and you know when you're in a community of women especially on leadership who are believers and who just encourage you and spur you on it really does escalate your faith in him so and bible study has been wonderful too Yes, I would agree. So what would you say to the girl who is new in her faith and has just started coming to church? And what do you say to her? What's, what's her next step? Gosh, find, find a mentor, whether it be an older woman or a friend that just grew up in the church and ask a lot of questions. That's good advice. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. This has been Real Talk with Kim Anderson. For more information on women's ministry, click the Women's Ministry tab on our website, www.themac.org.